welcome to Cold Coffee. Wow, that feels good to say. I'm Kristen Hewitt, and I'm here today with my lovely co-host, Miss Tova Lee. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good, well, good afternoon, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how are you, Kristen? Poor Kristen had to evacuate her house um, last week, and I know you're back in your home. How how are you? How it's crazy, huh? I saw pictures of your backyard and stuff everywhere and I know you guys have a lot of uh, stuff to clear up what's going on yeah it, I have to say it feels good to say cold coffee it feels good to be <laughs> back with you it feels good to have a sense of normalcy because the past 12 days we have been all consumed by Hurricane Irma dun 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 yeah, yeah. she was the <laughs> exactly. largest storm to ever form in the Atlantic the most powerful wow. and it was scary um but yeah, we evacuated. We went to my brother's house in Orlando, which wasn't necessarily the best idea because the eye of the storm ended up hitting us in Orlando. Oh, my God. But we wanted to, you know, it's it was such a difficult storm to run from. I mean, we were all refugees. You couldn't go east. You couldn't go west. No matter where you went, the storm hit us. But we're back. We have minimal damage. We did lose some roof tiles. They landed on my husband's car. Um, we The girls lost their swing set their play set. Um, and, uh, we have lots of yard work and I guess I think the hardest part of the storm isn't just the packing up and the evacuating and like the mental stress and anticipation of it. I think the hardest part is returning home to yeah. the damage yeah. because you have so much damage and nothing is open. The streetlights are still out. Um, and we hadn't had power for four days and I can't wow. tell you what that's like in yeah. 93 degree weather, you just have to live it. Yeah. Um, and even th- in any weather, it's weird because it's one of those things that we, like, you know, we take for granted, you know, having electricity. And I can't imagine, like, you get home and you don't have power. And, of course, the air conditioning. But there's everything else, right? So fridge, yeah, right? Fridge. Well, the good news yeah. is our neighbor. I mean, listen, the kindness of strangers has been incredible. Everyone Mm -hmm. has been together in the community. We've all helped each other out. Our neighbor, we drove in the driveway. Our neighbor greeted us like as we were getting out of the car and said, get me a line to your refrigerator and I'll put it on my generator right now. Your food's going to go bad if we don't get it up right now. Wow. And did they stay? Your neighbors, were they, did they stay Yeah. So both of our neighbors stayed on either side because they wanted to see where the storm was shifting. And this storm was shifting left. It was shifting right. And the only reason why we evacuated is because my husband's family lost everything in Hurricane Andrew back in the 90s. And we didn't want our kids to live through something so traumatic if the four, Category 4 or 5 storm hit us directly. I mean, we probably would have lost our roof. I don't know if you... Have you seen the damage from the Florida Keys or yeah. some... Yeah. I mean, the houses are gone. Crazy. Like three-story yeah. houses are now one-story houses. So if we had stayed... In that storm, you know, I don't know that we could have survived or those people could have survived there. So, um, no, but they stayed um, and they said it was, they were, they said they were glad we left because the kids would have been terrified because the storm hit here in South Florida during the daytime. When we were in Orlando, the storm hit at night. So So I was awake all night. My kids slept right through it. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't even experience it. But yeah, no, we're very lucky. I have a bit. And for them, it was probably a little bit of a road trip, right? Because I know you guys tried to sort of make the best out of it, went to Disney for a little bit. I saw you guys were having amazing pancakes. I I, I follow you on Instagram. Yes. Yes. So we didn't go (laughs) to Disney World. We should have gone to the actual parks because 
because mm-hmm. the parks were empty, but it was so expensive. So we took the girls to a character breakfast, mm-hmm. um, which was lovely. And oh. we had Mickey waffles and we tried to make it fun. Like lovely. we didn't explain to our kids that our house might be blown away and we're yeah. evacuating. We didn't. We like didn't why ex- say something to them when you weren't sure it was actually going to happen? I, right. We right? didn't leave storm yeah. coverage on the television where they could see it. Yeah. I didn't want them to see the destruction left in Cuba and Barbuda and all these yeah. places, the Virgin Islands. I mean. Yeah, we didn't talk to them about it. We just made it a fun adventure. We had glow sticks and Lego sets and candy and, you know, yeah. the survival room and flashlights. And they, they were resilient and they did they did wonderfully. But, um, yeah, we tried to make the best of it. And I'll tell you, I have to give a shout out to Sprinkles Cupcakes. They are not a sponsor, but they are my <laughs> absolute favorite cupcake in the world. And anyone that follows my blog knows that I love cupcakes. And on, I mean, I, I bet you eat, make a good cupcake as well. I do. Like, I, can't I my do. Life. It's my favorite <laughs> thing do. to bake. So when we were traveling to Orlando, I tweeted to Sprinkles Cupcakes. You guys, I'm obsessed with Twitter. It's my favorite social media um, platform. And I said, after all this drama of evacuating Hurricane Irma, because by then I was drained, I was like, the first thing I'm doing when I get to Orlando is go to Sprinkles Cupcakes. And Tova, they they had happy anniversary cupcakes for us. I know. They even I saw. gave us Amazing. a gift card for free Mickey ears That's and t-shirts. That's just incredible. Because you hear when those things happen to other people and you think, nah, it didn't really happen. It's a setup. It's some sort of sponsor thing. But I know that really happened. That's just amazing. And Such I just want nice to give people. a shout out so to nice. the Sprinkles social media guy because that was yeah. all him. Yeah. He was on the ball, wasn't he? <laughs> he was awesome. And I mean, yeah. I I was crying. So it's over. So nice. We are very lucky. Um, you know, I feel so bad. There are so many people that still don't have power down here. And yeah. I, I, feel, I have a bit of survivor guilt. <laughs> like I feel guilty that we fared so well and others didn't. And my husband's like, I'd rather have survivor guilt than not have power right now. <laughs> yeah. But um I just, I'm trying to find ways to help our community this week. So we're going to be doing some donation um, drop-offs today and trying to help some of Amazing. the communities that were ravaged. But it's it's been an experience. Yeah. And I tell you what, gratitude, man. I'll never take hot coffee or a hot shower or cool sheets for granted again. Yeah. We're very you have, lucky. You have hot coffee, though? Hang on. Can we go back to that? <laughs> <laughs> and can we go back to that? Hello. Despite this the title. Called- Cold well, coffee. I- there was a reason it was cold, cold coffee. And now, and now you're saying to me that you have hot coffee. <laughs> but I have a suspicion that you, my dear, yeah. have hot coffee because you're do kids every are morning. back to school. Every single morning I do. I have it in um, my favorite um, coffee shop across the road from the school. And I do. I go in there and I have my coffee. Uh, you don't make coffee at home? You only go to the coffee no. shop? Do you know what? I don't like the coffee we have at home. We have a coffee machine and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the flavor of it. So no, I'll have a coffee there. But I'll make a tea in the morning and I never get to drink that hot. So maybe we should call the show Cold Tea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that know that as many weird. people could um, could uh, identify with cold tea as they do cold, cold coffee. Tea. How is it though having the kids back to school? Did you did you oh, cry at all or did you celebrate? No, I cried of happiness inside. I was just so happy. I thought I would be really emotional 
And like a week ago, I was thinking about it, I was getting emotional, but no, because it's so staggered and because it's, come on, come on, it's mid-September already, you know, and they're only doing two hours a day, then I have to be honest, I did not cry, I was very happy, but I'm so proud of them, you know, they've done so well, so the twins went yesterday for the first time for a couple of hours and today for three hours, and they were just awesome you know really really good why are good. they only going for a few hours is that because like they sl- build they do like they build it up you know so they're going to be doing three hours all of next week <laughs> oh my gosh but you're not getting much of a break at all it's like you no. drop them off you come back and you go right back exactly. to get them thank you so by the time they'll be you know ready to start full time you just want them to just go already go you know so that's i think that's why they do it they do it for the mums you know so it's not an emotional <laughs> trauma but uh but yes, yeah, so they'll be doing uh, two, three hours next week, and then fifth of October is the first time they're doing a full day. So can't wait. <laughs> you know, I, it's interesting you say that because the first week for my daughter was very hard. Uh, yeah, emotionally. I remember. And yeah, um, so uh, you know, this just further proves that the UK is a much kinder, compassionate society, especially <laughs> when it comes to school. Because my daughter was crying every day. Mommy, it's so long of a day. But I guess it's kind of like ripping the Band-Aid off here. You just force them to do it and they do it. But I'm the mom who basically runs out of the school first, you know? So, like, the day we were supposed to come and you could walk into the... They do it really gradually. So, like, the first time you come, you come with them into the class. Then the next time you come, you come until the door of the class. And then the third day you come, like, eh, until the door of the school. But then the next day it's, like, the gate. So it's, like, literally every single day you're kind of walking a bit back. But I'm the mom who sort of goes to that whatever line it is and goes... And just turns around and runs, and all the other mums are still standing. I just walk away because I feel like if they see that little moment of me being sort of hesitating, that's the that's the moment that they just kind of like something happens and whatever. So I, I, I everybody laughs at me because I'm the one running down the road going by, you know. But it works. It works. Yes, they it do, does work. Do and you well. have to do, do well. what's right for you, yeah, which leads exactly. us into our show topic for today. Oh, yeah. We have a topic, don't we? I know. I actually feel we bad because we've neglected our audience. We've just been catching up and chatting. So first of all, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening and subscribing. We are on today is episode 10. I know. Crazy, huh? Crazy. Yes. And our topic today is... It is uh, mummy shaming, mummy shaming, and just kind of being judgmental in general, right? Um, yes, judgmental. Of- judgmental. I. That's one of when we were talking about this topic. I wanted to talk about people being so judgmental, and then Tova said we should probably do mom shaming too because that's such a hot topic, and it's something that happens. I mean, every single day, really, in yeah. every situation. In every situation, completely. Um, yeah, I don't know how we're going to start because I feel like it's a massive monster to sort of yeah, like so I so, start so tackling. I, I guess we could start with, um, <clears throat> why don't we start with a list of ways that we've been mom shamed or, um, you know, or, or ways that we felt other people or our friends have been mom shamed. Have you, do you have any yeah. experiences? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that in terms of uh, motherhood, 
um, you know, this is the classic sort of mom shaming kind of topics, right? We kind of talked about them a little bit. The whole, it's always like these, how do you do things, right? So like there's the breastfeeding versus bottle feeding, the co-sleeping versus crying it out, you know? So like different uh, parenting styles, different kind of like choices that moms or parents do. But then if you're not doing it the way somebody else is doing it, then they've got something to say about it. So it's not just, oh, well, you want to co-sleep. That's fine. That's good for you. But I would rather do cry it out or do some something else. Right. It's more about, I can't believe you're doing that. My way is so much better. That's awful that you're doing that. So that's kind of, that's what it means, right? In general. Um, for me, yeah, I've had, I've had moments that people had something to say. For example, about co-sleeping, which I'm bringing up on purpose because I know you're not a co-sleeper. So let's talk, okay? Okay. So are you a co-sleeper? So no, I don't, I, well, you see, I never really thought about that, but then looking back, I guess I was, but I didn't really, it wasn't like I, so I said, oh, I'm going to be a co-sleeper because I believe in co-sleeping or something like that. It just kind of happened because with my eldest, I breastfed and I found it easier for her to just be in the bed and in the middle of the night, because she, her cot was next to my bed. And then at some point I got really lazy, you know, like I'm. I'm lazy, not anybody else. Me saying lazy does not mean that anybody who <laughs> sleeps is lazy. It just means that in, in that moment for me, I felt like, uh, do you know what? If I just brought her into bed with me and then she woke up, I could just like whip my boob up out and just she, she would breastfeed and go back to bed to sleep. And then I don't have to kind of get up and it's, a, it's, it's easier. She was a little bit older, older when I sort of did that. So so that's what we did. And eventually what meant what that meant was that she was sleeping in the bed with me, you know? Um, and then somebody, I remember, heard that and she was just all over me. That's so not unsafe. She was sending me articles and basically telling me that I was, you know, an awful mom because I was putting my child in risk. And the thing is, like, if you know me, if anybody knows me, safety and my children's safety is so high up in my priorities as a person. I'm like one of those actually, I hate that about myself, by the way, because I'm one of those people who walks into a room and immediately identifies like all the danger, (laughs) you know, the possibility. So like I, I, you know, I, I, in my feeling, I did it I did it very responsibly, you know, there are different ways and things that you can do to make sure that you're, you know, that you're safe. And I, you know, and I did, and my, nothing happened to my daughter and she was absolutely fine and I don't regret doing it for any reason, but it was, yeah, she made me feel like I was a bad mom by, by doing that. And were you, know, you ever so that worried fr- about rolling over on your child? Um, you know, again, looking into it I knew that that was an issue um so I there was there's like a way how I would sleep and there was no way for me to roll over her and I have to tell you something Kristen I would wake up the moment she opens her eyes I'm telling you there's something about like how I don't know what it is. It sounds uh, it sounds bullshit, but it's honestly, uh, it's like you're. Co- I don't know. It's like you're I connected. Could, I, no, you you're are. You're connected. I know. It's I don't want to say that because it sounds because it sounds so. You know, I don't know. Airy fairy, and I'm not an airy fairy type of person. But I'm telling you, I knew I was asleep. 
but like not asleep. Do you know what I mean? I would never, ever put her in the middle of the bed because that's the number one thing. If Mike was in the bed with us, there was no way I would have put her in the middle of the bed because if you read a lot about it, and again, I don't want to make shame any dads or anything, but you know, there have been cases that the dads have rolled over because I don't think that the dads have that same sort of um, thing in their mind. The mom, if you're breastfeeding, you're your whole body is like, right. Yeah, exactly. And I don't feel like with dads, it's the same. And also uh, just talking specifically about Matt, he's a very deep sleeper. Uh, You know, he doesn't really, if there's a bit of noise, he won't hear it. I wake up from every tiny little noise, you know, like even today, even with earplugs, I will wake up and he's snoring away. You know what I mean? So there was no way I would do that. And that's the biggest risk from what I've read. I may be wrong, but from what I've read. So no, I didn't worry. I wasn't worried. And, you know, and, and no. But I know your reasons for not co-sleeping have not nece- not necessarily have to do with the um, No, my reasons sort of danger for not, aspect, but, No, my yeah. reasons for not co-sleeping have to do with the fact that the baby in my room kept me up all night and drove me absolutely crazy. I mean, they... I had, we had a bassinet next to my bed and I had yep. intended to have the child in the bed, but after two nights of the billy goat sounds, cause that's what the baby sounded like to me. I mean, they snuffled <laughs> and they made noises and it was like, oh my God, how do you sleep with this child in your room? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. put the baby back in the crib because I couldn't take the noise. Um, and I did cry it out and I have very specific reasons. And this whole show isn't about baby sleep. Let's yeah. just point that out. But, um, I did cry it out and I totally stand behind my decision. I had postpartum anxiety disorder. I was going slowly insane and I needed to sleep. And that was my reason. And we all have reasons for doing what we do. Now, the problem with mom shaming is that I wrote an article about this, about why I put my kids to bed at seven o'clock and now at seven thirty, eight o'clock, but I put my kids to bed very early. Um, and I wrote an article about it on a, a parenting website called Bundu. And one of the comments I received was the most horrifying comment ever. And this is one of the reasons why I want to do this show, because people need to stop doing this. I'm going to read the comment to you right now. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Anyone who lets their babies cry to sleep is a fucking asshole and is doing doing neurological damage to their children. How can any mom do that to their precious bundles? Your kids will be freaks that need ADHD meds and will shoot up a school. Wow. Wow. If that's not mom shaming, I don't know what is. Because, okay, so let's... So let's though make like the distinction. Did I say that right? Between yeah. like mom shaming and just kind of being a, a bit of a prick, right? And how you express yourself online to maybe saying, uh, "Hang on a minute," like, uh, or I think this way. My opinion is that. Have you? Do you know what I mean? Because there is room for like, right? Do you feel like there might be room for? Uh, people giving each other advice or maybe offering something from their knowledge without shaming? Is that possible, do you feel? Well, I think I, I think that there are just different people and different perspectives. And I think everybody looks at things different. For example, I was in a Facebook group and they were talking about a mom who every day the kids wait in line for the school bus and the mom comes, drives up in her Mercedes and puts her kid in the front of the line and lets her kid get on the bus before all the kids that have been waiting there for 20 minutes. And I was like, well, they were looking for advice. And I was like, well, if it was my child, I would say the very first day she did that, excuse me, there's a line, our children wait, please let your child wait in line like the other kids. I would have said something. 
And other moms were like, no, you don't say that. Maybe she has a different way of looking at it. And I, it made me realize <laughs> in that moment that you either agree with something or you don't. And I don't, I don't think you're going to change your mind. Like, I don't think I would, if you, you and I had been friends that back then, that I would, there was anything I could say to you that would possibly make you not co-sleep with your children, even though I'm afraid of co-sleeping. My neighbor, uh, you know, she's a police officer and she'd been to many homes where mothers had smothered their babies. So that's what scared me about it, you know, but there's no way I would convince you. I just think that we need to take a step back and understand that we all have different perspectives and beliefs. And, and it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why anyone would respond like to an a, article. I feel like it's more about how, how people say things. Do you know what I mean? Um, because it, that's another thing. Like I find that people are very sensitive these days, especially online. People are getting offended by every single thing. It's like you can't say anything anymore. Um, now, like I okay, so we were saying like let's not judge moms. You're doing it your way, I'm doing it my way, and that's right, and that's awesome, and I get that. But then on the other hand, you know where where's that line drawn? Like where's the moment where you say, hang on a minute, actually I wasn't shaming you. I was just sort of, you know, I was trying to have a conversation with you. You know, like I I wasn't, and I think the line is how you say it. Does that? Make yeah, there's sense? A, there's a great book actually that's called It's Not yeah. What You Say, It's How You Say It. Um, and it's just about learning how to effectively communicate, but there are other issues where I would have conversations. Can I give an example? Yeah, go ahead. Can I give an example? So like, it's again, not getting into the topic itself, but for example, if somebody says to me, right, uh, on my page or wherever, you know, like, la la, and I spank my kids, right. That they spank their kids. This is something that I don't agree with. Right. I do. I will not go out of my way to shame that parent and call her names and tell her, you know, whatever. But I will probably challenge that just on a level of, you know, and I would probably offer my opinion, but in a respectful way. I don't agree with that style, but I would never. Again, do you see what I'm saying? I feel like. Everybody's become very, very sensitive now. Well, yeah, you just cannot say anything. And then everybody's walking around a bit like, um, you know what I mean? And it's like, let's have the conversations, but let's refrain from name calling. Let's refrain from thinking that our way is the best way, because that's what it is, isn't it? There is no best way. There's a million ways. And let's face it, every 10 years, the experts change their mind about what's the best way anyway. So like, do you know what I mean? And who what are, are the experts really? And who are and the what experts? Makes them, I mean, 10... What makes them experts? Yeah. What our moms did, right, is shocking. You know, when you think about it in in our day's time, right? What our grandparents did, like my my grandma used to put the buggy, right, the stroller. They used to put the buggy at the at the bottom of the garden, and do the housework while the baby just slept outside, and no, nobody could even hear them. Like that's what they did, you know. So it's like, do you get what I'm saying? If a yeah, mom did I mean, that today, social seats. services would be at her door, and she would be bamboozle like bombarded on social media do you get what i'm saying today moms get shamed for not feeding their kids kale i mean that's how that's how crazy it is like i well and that you just brought up a good point it's social media i mean in our mom's day there was no facebook people didn't know the intimate details of how they parented People yeah. weren't posting every little tidbit of their lives on social media. So I really believe that social media is a huge common denominator of a lot of this shaming. It's 
brought us all together in ways, but it's also tearing us apart because we're oversharing and by oversharing, um, it's causing debate. Now, another big, uh, we have a few topics, but another big one is vaccines. I mean, Mm. vaccinating your children versus non-vaccinators has brought out a huge debate, huge shaming. Um, and I have friends that don't vaccinate and I have friends that do vaccinate and I understand both of their points. There are some people though, that this issue is very, very important to them. And they feel like the non-vaccinating parents are the ones causing the outbreaks of all these diseases now. Um, I mean, that's a huge one. And like you said, the food, uh, and you know, I guess it just does depend. Like you made a good point about spanking. Like one thing that it really bothers me is cell phone usage. Mm-hmm. Like when my daughter was in second grade, which is seven years old, her two best friends had cell phones with Instagram accounts. And that really bothered me. I didn't want my child taking photos and posting them on Instagram to an account that wasn't set to private. I mean, it was a public account. So I guess I would probably have a respectful debate about that as well. Um, I guess it just depends on what topic is important to you, right? Because yeah, not everyone yeah. is, is is passionate about one thing as they are the others. Yeah. But I think uh, really, really where it comes from is this, uh, I think at the heart of all of this, because we can, I we, we'll talk about more examples in a minute, but like at the heart of all of this is this uh, mistake uh uh, idea that if you are doing something one way, it's necessarily the right way. What people forget to add to that sentence is, is the right way for you. And that is the key thing. It's the right way for you. Because you can bring me arguments and people always, I love it when this, those arguments, the people who post the articles and look, this is backing me up and this is backing me up. But I can find stuff to back up the other side just as easily. There's an article I mean? for everything. There's an article about this. Somebody said about anything. So like, it's it, it, this is the part that they forget for you now going back uh, to like mum shaming etc c-sections is another big topic right of like mums who had uh you know va- uh, vaginal birth uh, versus c-section births um you know whether emergency or 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 elected whatever and there's a whole you know there was a lot of shaming about that you know people coming out and saying oh c-section's not real it's not a real birth it's not whatever you know that's 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 mum shaming right it's a classic sort of example again why would somebody who had a vaginal birth even care what somebody else had? You had and your listen, experience. Listen, I wanted a C-section. Yeah, I was, it was begging wonderful. my doctor yeah. for a C-section. I did not I want even, to push that baby out. It, Are you kidding? I don't even understand like why people care. Do you know what I mean? Like you had, I'm not talking about you, Kristen, but I'm just saying in general. Well, you're you pointing woman, to me, okay? <laughs> yeah, oh, but I, yeah, I'm pointing to you. Had, but like if a woman has had an amazing vaginal, uh, vag, am I saying that right? Vaginal birth. Yeah. And she, it was magical and glorious and amazing the brilliant most amazing experience she's had how how does i mean how does somebody else who's had let's say a c-section and feels like it was magical and amazing and it was great 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 how does that take away from your experience it takes nothing away so if i if i've had two c-sections right one was emergency one was elective with the twins and i I can't compare it to anything else because that's all i know but in my feeling i gave birth 
you know, I feel that I gave birth. Why would that interest anybody? Why would anybody even argue with me about that? I just don't get it. Do you know what I mean? You have your experience. I have mine. It's very interesting you say that because I say that to my children all the time. We just had a, uh, we stayed with a friend during Hurricane Irma when we had no air conditioning and her, my oldest daughter was fighting with her son and he was like, she did it this way. That's the wrong way. And he's eight years old. And I'm like, but listen, mind your own business. It doesn't matter what she did. Did it hurt you? Did it affect you in any way? No. I'm sorry. I have to cough. (coughs) We need a cough button. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need some yeah, more? no, no. I came back from Hurricane Irma with a little bit of a cough. Sorry, folks. We need a cough button. Adam, if you're listening, get on that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Adam from our coughing podcast and sneezing. Network. We need a button that we can hit. It's called an interrupt button in the TV world. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> I was telling this little boy, um, why do you care what she's doing? You're both looking at it from two different ways and you can build that block however you want. You can build it horizontally, yeah. vertically. It doesn't matter. What she's doing isn't hurting you. So mind your own business. And I yeah. find that it happens with children and it happens with adults. So um, it's just very frustrating. What, going back to the breast versus bottle, I mean, that is such a huge debate. And you know what's yeah. interesting is I normally find that it's the breastfeeding moms and breastfeeding supporters that are the ones shaming the bottle feeders, right? Because they feel like the formula isn't natural. It doesn't give the children as much nutrients, whatever. But what's interesting is I was shamed for breastfeeding. By the way, I was the mom in public that would breastfeed in public. No, I think uh, (sighs) breastfeeding moms get shamed a lot for breastfeeding in public. If you breastfeed till a later age, there's like an age where sometimes it's not appropriate, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on the other way. I once had a friend who was a bottle feeder and I um, just whipped out my boob and started feeding the baby when she was over and she started physically gagging. And oh, I was like, no. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, that is the most disgusting thing I ever saw. I have to leave. And she left the house and did not stay because I breastfed in front of her. And <laughs> I was God. like, and I covered myself. I used a blanket even to cover myself. But I'm just, I, I mean, it's just interesting how strongly people feel one way or the yeah. other. But you're right. People do, um, people do shame, I guess, breastfeeding moms more. And I didn't think about it. I forgot about all of the breastfeeding in public and do you cover up or not cover up? Um, so I don't know. Can I, do you, have you, did you read that last thing um, very recently from last week about Kate Hudson and what she said about the C-sections? Did you see that? Did you happen to see no, that? No, I have not. The, honestly, today is yesterday, last night and today is the first day I've had the internet. So tell me about it. I haven't seen it. Okay. So basically there was a big hoo-ha on, on again, social media land, right? <laughs> a few days ago after Kate Hudson's new um, cover on Cosmopolitan came out, the September cover. Um, and she had to answer, you know, a few questions, like quick questions. And one of the questions was, what was the, what is the laziest thing you've ever done? To which she replied, have a C-section. Was she joking? Well, exactly. When I read it, I read it as a joke and thought that was quite funny because obviously if she's, she's had a C-section, right? She had a C-section. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, this is a joke. It's quite funny or sarcastic, whatever. I don't know the ins and outs. Obviously, I'm not friends with her. I didn't chat to her about it. You're not friends people, with Kate Hudson? No, no, oh. sadly not. But like she, but people were saying that um, 
she admitted, I mean, she's had a, it was an elective C-section and she had it because uh, she just didn't want to sort of fuff about with when she was going to have the baby and coming in in a hospital, out of hospital. She just didn't want to have the whole long labor process. So she chose to have a C-section and hit for her in her life at that time. It felt like the, it would be not easier, but you know what I mean? Like it would, it suited her life. So in her feeling, it was lazy. Now, my question is, how does that, how, let's say she was dead serious, right? So she thinks that for her, right, it was her lazy, her lazy moment, a lazy moment, right? How does that affect anybody else? I don't understand like how her perspective on a choice that she made as a woman, right, has any, any, how do you say, um, What's the word? But do you get what I'm saying? Like, how does it affect anyone else? Yeah, anyone else. I've had a C-section. My feeling is different. Am I offended by how she has experienced this thing that we happen to both experience? No. Has nothing to do with me. Do you know what I mean? But millions of women around the world were very upset with that comment and say to, you know, and we're posting and pictures of her C-section scars, which, by the way, I've got a massive one as well. Again, whoever's listening to this and thinks that I'm dissing C-sections, I've had two. I've had two, okay? So, like, I feel, my feeling is that mom shaming is a real thing, but on the other hand, I feel like we've become too sensitive. That's my feeling. I think you're right. I think we are too sensitive. I think we're judging people for everything. Um, and I love the quote, uh, until you judge, make sure you're perfect because so many people judge people, um, about everything. I mean, this isn't a new topic. This isn't a new phenomenon, right? People judge people all the time. They judge people, uh, for what they wear. Uh, there was judgment. You should have seen the judgment Tova down here, uh, versus people who evacuated for the storm and people who didn't evacuate. They were fighting, you know? Yes. You have children. Why are you staying? You need to keep them safe. And then the non-evacuators were like, well, we don't have the money to evacuate. We don't have a vehicle. We don't have a place to go. We can't afford to go to Disney world. You know, uh, People judge each other over the shopping carts. I mean, I posted that meme about the shopping carts. I mean, you put the buggy away, you don't put the buggy away. Somebody is going to get upset. I mean, that's just the way the world works, right? Everybody has a different opinion. The thing that I think we all need to work on is our reactions. I mean, even yesterday when the power went out and I was like crying and I had to hide in my room because I was just so over the kids, and the husband. Wait, can I can I tell ahead. everybody though about the message you sent yes, me? I, sure, go ahead. I mean, that was like one of the best rants ever. You <laughs> should take that minute and make it into a vlog because honestly, I was like, I was like with you and sort of laughing also, and it was just so good. <laughs> All right, so tell everybody what I said. She basically mm-hmm. sends me a message, right, and uh, through Facebook, and so it's limited. It's one minute. You can't you can do any. And she's like, Allah, "I've locked in room, and I've yelled at everybody. And why can't Bob no make pasta? He doesn't know how to boil pasta." <laughs> that was the highlight of the message. It just made me cry. Out yes, loud. my poor husband did not. <laughs> he is fifty-one years old, folks. We and love every you, Every single time he has to make dinner, which is once a year, I make him make dinner so I can have a break. <laughs> And I made it easy. I went to the store and bought pre-made meatballs. All I had to do was boil water for the pasta. And he came in twice to ask me how to do it. 
<laughs> but I was saying to you, and I, I said I said this to her guys, right? That she's not alone. She's not alone. Um, when Mike takes the kids out, this is like we're going off topic, but I don't care. When Mike case takes the kids out, do you know how many messages he sends me? <laughs> he sends me like a message every ten minutes to tell me what they're doing, and I'm thinking, why are you sending me these messages? I don't care. They're with you. He just, just wants to make sure ever. you know they're still yeah. alive, right? That I that I approved. You know what I mean? Yes. But like he'll send me messages like so yeah um i've just taken her to the toilet she did a poop it was kind of like <laughs> and he detail. gives you the details <laughs> yeah he gives me that type of detail i'm like why do you do that it's very funny anyway we love you bob we love you mike we're yes, not yes and we're, bob was we're the not shaming you <laughs> hurricane cleanup bob did all i mean i raked and i actually got heat exhaustion i'm such a wuss i, I like started throwing up from the heat so he did most of the cleanup so you're awesome and i could never do what you do bob but dude you just put the pot on the stove and hit boil and that's it like that's oh it that's all you gotta do I love the fact that you even bought the meatballs. You know, like it was like yes. there was everything there apart from the best It's just so funny. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, so we judge each other. We do, and we need to stop. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I silently judge people in my head sometimes too. I won't say it. I used to say it. You know, I used to be like in the my early, like my late twenties when I first had my child. Why don't you sleep train? I would tell everybody. But now I just silently judge in my head and think, mm, I probably wouldn't do that, but I'm not going to start the argument. So here's my question for you, Tova. Is it worth having the conversations? We all approach things differently, right? The mom shaming. We all approach each issue with a different set of beliefs. Is it worth having the conversation anymore with the way social media has become so hateful and so negative? Okay. I think yes. I think that uh, you judging people in your head and admitting that is is awesome because I feel like most people are like that. I have th- those moments as well. I think it's in our nature. That's why I said I think it's more about how do we choose to 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 talk, like to say our opinion. You know, again, if somebody writes to me and t- talks to me about them spanking their child, for example, I don't like that. I I I, I disagree with that. I have an issue with that. I will probably in a very respectful way, challenge that, ask them about it, maybe offer something from my own personal experience and why I don't like it. And do you know what I mean? I wouldn't, and I think it's it's about how you, also what is the point in what you're trying to do? If your point is just to offend somebody, I think those are the people that you see on social media shaming. Their point, their the goal, what they're trying to achieve is just to be hurtful and I don't think they really want to be heard in, in that kind of sense and I don't think they really want to maybe have a conversation, maybe listen. They just want to come at you. So that's why their comments are very personal. And that's why they're very, this is it. This is it. Do you know what I mean? It's like a closed type of statement. It's not like a, hang on a minute, really? Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you tell me a bit more about this? Because actually I've heard such and such from my experience a bit different. Let's talk about it. Do you know what I mean? And, and, And you can tell, you can see what the difference is, you know? No, I was going to say something because as I'm listening to you talk, I realize that you and I are both very open-minded people, right? Like we, Mm -hmm. we both are very, um, strong, strong women. And I, and that's what I love about this show and that we were able to come together and do this show, right? Because we're Mm -hmm. both very independent, strong-willed women, and yet we've been able to coexist and work together quite well. And we're able to have discussions. Like I have spanked my children in the past. I don't do it often. Um, 
And I don't disagree with your reasons for not liking spanking either, but I respect mm-hmm. you for it. And you, were, you probably will still be my friend, even though you know <laughs> I have taken my hand and squatted my kids once or twice in their lives, <laughs> right? We all have our ways of dealing with things. But there are a lot of people in this world that aren't open-minded. They are very black and white, and they're not capable or able to have these discussions and they're just in a different place than we are. I mean, I think we all move through life at a different pace and we have different ideas and we were taught certain things. And and I think you have to be a little more, I don't know if the word's enlightened and I don't want to offend anyone that's not in in a place where they can have these discussions. But I just feel like you have to have a little more compassion and understanding to be able to have these open discussions and not everyone can do that. Um, Not everyone's in the same place. I don't know. Am I making sense? No, you're making total sense. And I don't know, again, like what the reason is or, you know, I I sometimes feel like it's, um, you know, there's an element of fear sometimes when somebody comes with with an idea that's very different from what you, you know, maybe were brought up on or what you, do you know what I mean? What you believe or whatever, then yeah, it's quite scary to sort of consider something completely different to even like, you know try to even consider it. Um, I don't know if we have time for this, but like last week there was a whole debate on my page. Again, not have to do with mummy shaming or anything, but definitely people were getting very judgmental of each other. Um, there was a, a story here in the news in the UK about this little boy who, um, you know, who's obviously going through something and t- together with his parents, he's now he's now showing up at school dressed as a girl because he feels like he, he, he wants to be a girl. How old is he? He is sick. He's six years old, and I heard it on the radio the first time I heard about it was on the radio, and then later I, I you know, I, I researched and I found all the articles and I saw the interview with the parents and the others. Anyway, the, the story was that other parents in the class um, were feeling uncomfortable by this. Um, and uh, one set of parents decided to take their child out of school, ad- another boy, same age, and homeschool him because they, you know, they felt that it was a confusing situation, environment for for that for their boy, for, and for they their, were now okay. for their son, and they were now being accused of being um, transgender phobic uh, because of what they decided to do. And this was a whole Hate the war. labels, Ugh, yeah, exactly. Labels. Now, first. Well, the labeling is exactly the problem because once you start calling people names and sticking those labels on them, they're going to defend themselves. I mean, I would defend myself. If somebody came out and called me something, your instinct as a person, you know what I mean, is to come back and sort of fight. So that's what happened. And then it was just a big mess. And then somebody who, let's say, agrees with the parents and says, actually, you know what? I understand what the parents did. I would find it confusing. I wouldn't want my child. Do you know what? Hang on a minute. They have the right to say that because that's how they feel. Right. Let's yeah. Let's listen to what they have to say. Let's say why potentially we disagree. But then people were taught were just tossing names at each other. Oh, and you're a you're a you know wishy washy liberal, and you're a so and so, and whatever. And it's just it was just crazy, you know. I personally listened to the interview and the the radio presenter who did the interview with another mom, so another mom who's been down, like who's had the same experience, her um, her son, well, her daughter now, so um, was six at the time when he, he was a boy, said, I, I don't want to be a boy, I want to be a girl, now eight, so two years later, right? And she was talking to the radio presenter and he asked her, I have to be devil advocates here. Like, I have to ask you the hard questions that right, everybody is thinking now. He said, he was six. 
how did you know? My son wants to sometimes wear a tiara and, put, and do his nails. Right. Does that mean he wants to be a girl? Like, how did you know? He's only six, you know, la, 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 right. whatever. And this woman was very honest and sincere, and she spoke from the heart, and she said, listen, my son would sit down in the car and say to me, Mommy, I want to die. I don't want to be alive anymore. I hate myself. I hate my body. I'm not happy. He was at, she was saying things that I just, I just started crying. And I thought, well, she as a mom, again, I haven't been in that situation. So how can I possibly judge anybody else? And people were talking to me about DNA and about this and that. And I, who cares? She had a conversation with her child. It's her child. You don't even know her child. You don't even know. Um, you just, you don't know. And, and after a long process and she saw people and she talked to experts and she did all the things that people were saying, oh, they should take her to a shrink. They should do that. It's like, what? You think she's a stupid? She's an idiot. She didn't think of these things. You've made them up. Do you know what I mean? Like any sensible parent would go through different steps before they said to their child, right, let's change your name and, and put on a dress and that's it. You're no longer Sam. You're now Sophie. I mean, really? Do you know what I mean? Um, and and i and and that was basically the whole thing i presented it in like this was what happened i can relate to 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 what this these parents have done i can understand the other sets set of parents personally i don't agree i probably wouldn't have taken out my child i would have had a conversation but i can understand that for them that wasn't right but then people were just all over each other it was so sad well, that to is see a, this how this is a tough topic and just listening yeah. to you talk about this like i'm feeling very heavy wondering first of all if i was that parent and my child said they wanted to kill themselves because they hated themselves i mean gosh i can't even imagine what yeah. Transgender parents go through or even parents that have a child that's homosexual because those children feel the same way because they know mm -hmm. they feel differently than the norm. So I don't even know how I would feel. I don't know how I would feel if a six-year-old in my daughter's kindergarten class started showing up dressing like a girl. I think I would kind of turn my head and ask the school, okay, what are we doing about this? How are we explaining it to our children because this is very different and it's something that I'm not used to. So I would want to have a conversation with the school. I don't think that makes me a transgender phobic parent. I think that just makes me, I wouldn't even know how to explain that. But I mean, that's a tough topic and I can see where people have very, um, people have very strong beliefs. And I find it interesting that so many people find these beliefs in their religion too. Uh, you know, I don't mm. even want to get into religion, but, um, wow, what a big story. I'm going to have to go back and read that. And I'm, and I'm yeah. sad that there was so much judgment, but I guess that's just the moral of this episode. Is you know, there, but what was also sad, I mean, I was talking about something in the news. Again, it's not some people I know personally. It hasn't, it's not a story that happened to me personally, you know. So it was just one of those things. But then a lot of people were actually in the comments saying, do you know what? This has happened to me. This is what happened to my daughter. This is what happened to my cousin. This is what happened to me myself. Uh, this is what happened to my father. You know, like there were stories, right, from actual people who were there sharing their experience. And then they were getting bashed all over the place bashed i mean really it was so awful just to see how we are so it's just we're unable to just have a conversation it's just 
I don't know. That's no, we do. We need to have more open. For me, that was the worst bit. Not even like the the subject you write is complicated, but we should be able to have a conversation about complicated issues as well. You know, we should be able to just kind of go right. I get what you're saying. I don't agree with it. Here's why. You know, and just have that type of. But people were just name calling, and it was just awful. You know, I need to find a comment. I'm going to share it on our Facebook page. There's a woman who I know through the website Scary Mommy, and she's an activist and she's a wonderful woman and she wrote a post about how we all just need to get over ourselves and oh, just yeah. do you know what i'm talking about no no but i like but that get she over was just like yeah. and we just need to get over ourselves and understand that we're all different and we're never going to change the world if we can't come together was the gist of her message and i have to share it I because like it was just yeah. so wonderful by the way this conversation has gotten so heavy tova i think i need a glass of wine is it too early for a glass of wine <laughs> I just wanted to point out really quickly that Tova and I have partnered with Wink Wine. They are not available in the UK, so they are just available in the US. But if you are still dealing with Hurricane Irma and you need a break, folks, order some Wink Wine. You can just, uh, they will give you $20 off your first order if you mention us. So you just go to wink.com slash cold coffee to get $20 off your first order. They will deliver wine to your house. Now, I have not ordered it yet, but I thought about doing it this week now that we have delivery service because I wanted to try it um, to see. But yes, it's a great value. So if you're uh, thinking about trying a wine delivery service, give Wink a try. All right, Tova, do you think it's time for Not So News? Absolutely. Do you have anything for today? Um, I do, and it doesn't involve penises or vaginas. Oh, shame, because mine does. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, because it's the first one, right? Because we normally have something. So I'm glad you're holding it. I'll go first with mine, and then you can end the show. Wait, wait. So it's normally, so it's either penis, vagina, or poop, right? Or airplanes. Or airplanes. That's true. Okay. So this one's called Chew on This. Belgian restaurant. Puts crickets on the menu. Ah. Cricket, crickets supply as much protein as a cow, but need 25 times less and 300% less water. Yeah, a Brussels startup is hoping to stir a culinary revolution in Belgium by pushing crunchy crickets as a protein like alternative. This. That's awful. I don't like this. I mean, I know people do eat crickets. Uh, have you ever been to the Far East? Because, you know, you can can get them like it's as a snack. So in Thailand, I went to Thailand years ago, and they sell them like on in stands on the street, like fried, but not just crickets, like cockroaches and all kinds of insects and bugs. And you you know how you get packets of crisps? I think you call them chips in the States, right? Yeah. So you, you can get packets of crickets. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. This is true. Have you had real. them? Did you try them? No. No, I never tried. Never tried. But yeah, also like little worms, little worms. I'm going to throw up. Will you stop? I'm going to throw up. I'm literally (laughs) getting not, I'm like, my face is gagging. So what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Oh my God. That's a good question. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm not very, um, oh, I'll tell you a funny story. Okay. But I don't know what it's called. This isn't so weird though. So when I started dating Mike, he knew that I like seafood, right? But I'm not like a big, big, uh, adventurous seafood. Like I like shrimp. Uh, I like lobster, I guess. And I maybe like some fried calamari. Okay. For me, that's sea. That's so you're like the elementary school seafood eater. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I don't sit there and have the open the oysters sushi. on the right. I I can have sushi, but like, do you get what I'm saying? You know the oysters that they're like they're yeah, raw yeah, yeah. No, and they're no, on no. the ice. I won't have any of that. So anyway. We're at the beginning of our, our, our dating, and he obviously wants to impress me, right? So he makes reservations for, like, this really, really good sort of, you know, restaurant that basically specializes in those type of raw oysters that come on the ice. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I had to just sit there and pretend like it was, yo, amazing. But Did you then eat when it? They act- no, listen, so they actually came to the table, and there I am, sat in front of this thing, and I couldn't do it. I was like, I couldn't do it. So then I just had to come clean and say, I actually, this is horrible. <laughs> I just cannot have this. Yeah. But he doesn't like it either. He was really sweet because he basically, he went there for me thinking I would just be in heaven and I just wanted to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have other things to eat there or no? No, that's all they had. Oh, <laughs> that's basically all they had. I know. Uh, and I know you can put them in the grill, like with b- breadcrumbs. I think that would have maybe been better, but the whole point was that they were cold on the ice, raw, whatever. Yeah, whatever. no thanks. Anyway. I wouldn't like that either. No. Yeah, what I'm not, you, in, I'm not adventurous your... at all. I'm really no. not. I, I've i never had pate. I just, I, I won't. Escargot, when we were on the cruise this summer, everybody was eating escargot. I wouldn't try it. I was like, uh, no, chicken, steak, mahi mahi. <laughs> That's it for me. Veggies. I love you. I am, I am not even a, an elementary school eater. I am like a But do you like sushi, for example? Do you eat sushi? I mean, I'll eat it if it's in a roll with lots of stuff that hides the flavor, but I only do that to appease my husband. I mean, he loves sushi. He'll eat all the raw fish. I'm like, oh, I like no, sushi. thank you. I don't like sushi. I don't sushi. mind the raw fish. No, I'm, I'm not very adventurous. I'm just old See, school. I've just learned something massive about you, you know? I really didn't know that. Like, not even if you had asked me about you, I would have thought, like, you're really into, you know, like, seafood. I don't know caviar <laughs> oh no in fact there's a restaurant down here called joe stone crabs it's famous for, for stone uh-huh. crabs and mm. i won't eat them no <laughs> i'm pretty you know i like going to the trendy restaurants i like the cool ambiance and the music and the fancy yeah. food but i'll always order like you know the most <laughs> mundane is there chicken steak or meatballs you know <laughs> All right, what's your article for the week? So, unfortunately, my article does involve a penis. Um, It's called, uh, the headline is, Man left unable to get an erection after being scratched by a cat and infected with a rare disease. I did actually read the details of this, but I think it's kind of self-explanatory, to be honest. Was it a regular cat? It wasn't like a cougar or a panther? No, a a normal house cat? uh, No, there's a picture of the cat. He's quite cute. This guy is 20. Three. <laughs> no, he's twenty-three. The the man is twenty-three. Not that the cat. is so sad <laughs> that you're twenty-three and you can't get an erection for the rest of your life. No, I didn't read it that way. Do you think that's what it meant? The organ I would describe is said to have involved an attack by a cat at his house. Oh my god, in Belgium! How weird is that? Maybe the cat was trying to get the crickets. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, the condition identified as BMJ case reports uh, is said to be caused by. Some sort of bacteria that only cats have in their mouth or claws. But I'm trying to see if, like, it means he's never going to have an erection. Cause that, I just don't know what he's really doing sad. naked around the cat. Maybe okay. I'm okay, so it was reported, right, that it was caught by kissing or touching cats with your face. <laughs> this 
This has now become quite disturbing. <laughs> oh, wow. We Whoa. find the interesting stories, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think we should stop there. This is not going. But they finally, finally they, they put a picture of the cat. So I said he was, it's quite cute, but they actually put like some vicious sort of picture of the cat. Um, anyway. All right, I need you Poor to cat. schedule this story on our Facebook Poor page because cat. we need to share this story. <laughs> we need to let everybody see this story. All right, that's, yeah. your, that's your homework for this week. Oh, Tova, it feels so good to be back and be chatting with you. I will leave you more rants on your Facebook messenger since you were so, um, since you were so entertained by my misery this week, but it was, it was really, really good. And, um, I just wanted to say thank you also to everybody who's been listening and downloading and subscribing. And uh, we're getting a lot of great messages from you guys, either on our individual Facebook pages, um, Kristen Hewitt TV on Facebook, and mine is My Thoughts About Stuff, or on our Cold Coffee page. So if you don't know that we have a Facebook page, we do, and it's called Cold Coffee, and you can get all our shows there and everything's there. Do we have a a question for this week, by the way? Um, what, what I was going to, first of all, really fast, our Facebook is cold coffee show. Just sorry to interrupt there. No, that's okay. Um, and, um, our question of the week is what is the worst way you've ever been mom shamed? What, what have you been mom shamed for? I will put that up. I'd love to hear what people have been mom shamed for. And I hope that by having this conversation, it does make everyone just sort of a little more self-aware about, what we say and how we say it to other friends and not necessarily just moms, but anyone, uh, you know, in our lives, really, we can't control what other people do. We can't control what other people think, but we do have the control of our own reactions. And, um, and that's a powerful thing. And we can change the world if we all just kind of control our reactions and, and act in a little bit of a kinder, gentler way. I don't know. There's my airy fairy, as Tova says. No, I love it. I love it when you kind of go all kind of motivational. Yeah. (laughs) I don't do it all the time, but, and to all of my friends still struggling with Hurricane Irma, please be safe. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. I'm going to be sharing some ways. If anybody wants to donate to help those who have lost everything, I'm going to share that on our cold coffee page as well. And Tova, your hair looks beautiful. She's checking it. All right. Thank you. And by the way, I do have a favor to ask our listeners. We have been getting a lot of downloads and we are so thankful Um, We've asked you for reviews on iTunes in the past, but you know what would really help us is if you like a show and you see it on our individual Facebook page or on our Cold Coffee Show page, can you just share it with your friends? Because that that would really help us um, start spreading the word and let other people hear more um, about us. So if you wouldn't mind, if you really like our show, it takes you two seconds to hit that share button and that would mean the world to us. Thank you so, so much. Have an amazing weekend, everybody. Bye, Kristen. Bye.